Good morning, everybody. Great to see you. I'm glad you guys are here at Lakeside Outside, and I'm glad you guys who are at Lakeside Online are where you are. So a couple questions. Uh, some of you are like right in the middle, and the sun is shining on you now. How, how is it? How's the sunshine? Hot, right on. When the band walked off the stage, they walked past me, and every one of them said, it's hot up there. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's encouraging. Thank you for that. All right, so a lot of you are in the shade on both sides. How's the shade? Good. Feels good. Some of you guys are going to run out of shade in, in about three minutes, but I'm glad you're hearing that. And you who are at Lakeside Online, how's the AC there today? A huge shout out went up all over the region with that. Yeah, it's good. So I'm glad you guys are here, and uh, we're going to continue on today for a few minutes. Josh told me I had to give a nine-minute sermon today because of you guys in the sun is really what, and for me. So, oh, you have parasols. Look at that. Nice. Okay. Hey, that's a good idea. So anyway, we're, we're going to continue on in a series we started a few weeks ago uh, called What If He Is? And there's these statements in the Gospel of John where Jesus takes the name of God, which is I Am, and he adds something to that. He's claiming that he himself is God, and then he adds something to that where he says, let me, def let me describe for you who God is. Let me describe for you who I am as I come as God among you and live among you. And so uh, we've talked so far, we talked about Jesus saying, I am the light of the world, and I am the bread of life. And there's a few more that we're going to do in this series as we go along. We're going to take one more swing at it this morning, and uh, we're going to be in John chapter 10. And so if you have your Bible there and you want to open to John 10, that's great. If you've got your version app open, uh, you can find the scripture there that we're going to read in John chapter 10. And uh, if you just want to listen, that's fine as well. So let me read for you. This is John chapter 10, starting at verse 1, and this is Jesus speaking. He says, Very truly, I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate but climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore, Jesus said again, Very truly, I tell you, I'm the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Jesus is talking about these I am statements, and in this case, uh, John says he uses a figure of speech. Now, as Americans, we, we like figures of speech. As Christians, we sometimes have a hard time with them when we find them in the Bible because we go, wait, the Bible's literal. And so figures of speech uh, give us some discomfort sometimes. Sometimes we don't know, now, is that a figure of speech or is it not? Is he trying to be literal or not? And in this case, John helps us because he goes, now, what he's doing is he's using a figure of speech. I'm like, oh, that's, that's really helpful. Thanks for telling me that. Now, so we have some figures of speech in our culture. You'll, you'll be familiar with some of these, right? Like falling in love. That's a figure of speech, right? Nobody falls down because they love somebody. It's, it's, a, it's a figure of speech. Or racking our brains. What is that? 
I, I, don't, I don't know. It's a figure of speech, racking our brains or climbing the ladder. You all know what that means. We live in Folsom. Climbing the ladder. And th those are sort of pedestrian figures of speech. And the idea that it could be pedestrian is also a figure of speech. You know, it means it plods along on its two feet. So I found, I'm like, well, those aren't very, those like aren't very exciting figures of speech. Let me find in some other ones. So I found some cowboy figures of speech. This rodeo town, after all. So I thought, let's do some cowboy figures of speech. So here's, here's some. He thinks the sun came up just to hear him crow. Know anybody, do you know him? Do you know that guy? Yeah. Or this one. It's so dry, the trees are bribing the dogs. <laughs> yeah, think about it. It'll come to you. <laughs> and this is my favorite, and it's really appropriate these days. We've howdy, but we ain't shook yet. Howdy. We ain't shaking. That's how it goes. We've howdied, but we ain't shook yet. Those are all figures of speech. And Jesus, when he gets into this passage in John chapter 10, he uses another figure of speech. He says this, I am the gate. Now, I don't know if you read this and you stop and think about it. I stop and think about those things like, what's that about? I remember when I was in the little, little league, we would sometimes tell the batter, you swing like a rusty gate, which is really not very edifying. And, and these days in the little league, they won't let you do it because it's not kind to the batter. When I was growing up, they didn't care if you were kind to the batter. If you swing like a rusty gate, we're telling you that you do, you know? And Jesus comes along and he says, I'm the gate. Now think about gates for a minute. Some things that you would know, but you probably never stop to consider. So number one, gates are movable. They swing or they lift or they draw. Gates are somehow movable. They can be open and closed. And you can picture them in your mind being opened or closed. Donna and I walk through our old Folsom neighborhood often together. And uh, there's gates, there's picket fences and all that. And sometimes the gates are open and sometimes the gates are closed. It's because they're movable. Jesus said, I'm the gate. Every gate is a barrier. A gate is designed to close an opening in a wall and complete the wall. And every gate is an entrance. It's designed to help people go in and out and to provide movement into a space or out of a space. Because a gate is movable, it is the most vulnerable part of the wall. Now think about this. Jesus said, I am the gate. And the gate is the most vulnerable part of a wall. And how can that be? How could Jesus be the most vulnerable part of anything? He's the son of God. How can that be? See, it's important that gates close tightly because the city has to be safe. In, in ancient Israel, in fact, in the, in the ancient world, uh, they would build walls around their cities and they, and they had to give special attention to the gate. The city gates gave architects nightmares because the gate was the most vulnerable part of the city wall. And so architects spent a lot of time adding extra rooms to the gate and extra depth to the walls at the gate so they'd not be quite so vulnerable. Because if the city is not secure, if the gates are not secure, the city is not safe. Jesus said, I'm the gate. It's important that the gates could close tightly, but it's also important that the gates could open freely. Because the gates had to provide uh, the city for a way to be friendly. If the city wasn't friendly, the city would die. Commerce had to come in and out of that gate. There had to be movement that goes. If there were no gate, if there were no opening, the city would die. 
And if the gate is impassable, life in the city is impossible. Now, Jesus is not talking about city gates. His metaphor is different. His figure of speech is different. He's talking about the gates of sheep pens. He's talking about sheep and sheep coming in and out. He's calling us sheep. And so he's saying, you know, this is a little bit different. He's not talking about city gates. He's talking about sheep pen gates, but it's the same idea. In ancient Israel, when shepherds would take their sheep out, they would spend some times during the day uh, building stone walls in an area to create a pen. And we think maybe of a sheep pen as maybe a, uh, maybe a chain link fence or a barbed wire fence. They would make stone walls and they would build those walls high enough so that predators couldn't get in. So like wolves or coyotes or big cats couldn't jump the fence and get in. So their walls were high. But they had to have an opening because the sheep had to get in. They had to get out. And often in Israel, they didn't have a ready wood supply. It's a pretty barren place in most parts of Israel and out in the wilderness where they would tend these sheep so they'd have a wall with an opening and the gate in the sheep pen was the most vulnerable part of the wall just like it was in the city wall if it wouldn't open the sheep couldn't get out if it wouldn't close the sheep couldn't survive so Jesus says I am the gate. And I, for years, I've looked at that. And I'm like, what? What's the, what's the big deal with the gate? Why is that? Well, if you don't have a gate in this opening that you've got, what are you going to do there? And so sometimes the shepherds at night, their job was to protect their sheep all through the night. And maybe there was more than one shepherd, and they'd be out doing different jobs, but there was one shepherd who had a job to be the gate. I want to picture it for you today like this. I have a little paint can that we've used to make all those circles in which you're sitting, and I want to, I want to, I'm going to play is really what I'm going to do. So if you're online, I don't know if the camera's going to see this or not, but let's just do this. This is a sheep pen. And they're usually bigger than this. But that's sort of what it's like. And uh, from my perspective right here, that forms the letter C. So it's a letter O, but there's an opening in it. And the shepherd has sheep inside that opening, and they're vulnerable to predators. They're, they're vulnerable to thieves and robbers. They're vulnerable. And the shepherd's responsible for those sheep. When you look at your life, your life is vulnerable. We're particularly vulnerable these days, it seems like. We are particularly vulnerable to the attacks of the enemy. But it is never the sheep's job to defend itself. The sheep has zero protection against a predator. The sheep has zero protection against a thief or a robber. The sheep's only hope is in the shepherd. That's why Jesus said, I'm the gate because the shepherd has to protect those sheep. I need a volunteer. I need a young volunteer. Any volunteer? Any young volunteers? Yes, right here. Right behind the parasols. Come on up, buddy. Yeah, come on up. Yeah, don't. So, oh, sorry. I got two shepherds coming up. All right. What's your name? Cody. Cody. I want you to be a shepherd. Can you do it? Come right out here. Well, there's a hole there. 
going to call OSHA or they're going to call me. Would you just lie down between those two points of that line? Can you do that? Just lie down. Is that how you lie down? Okay, good. <laughs> I don't know, man. You know, he sleeps in a recliner. I don't know how this works. All right, Cody, good job, man. So you are now, uh, wait, wait, wait. You're the shepherd, right, Cody? Yeah. Are you going to sleep? Well, you look like you're going to sleep. The shepherd's job is to stay awake all night. Yeah, and he's got to protect the sheep. So he's got to lie down differently than that. Can, can you find a different position in which you could uh, protect the sheep? You got to lie down still. It's hard work being a gate, isn't it? <laughs> How about on your side? Lay on your side with your head by that point of the line and your feet by this point. Lie on your side facing those thieves and robbers and big cats. There, oh, there you go. <laughs> Waving to the predators. All right, this is, G Cody is Jesus. Tell your parents that the rest of the day, they'll treat you nice. <laughs> all right, just stay right there, Cody, you okay? All right, your job all the way through the night is to protect those sheep that are behind you. You're the good shepherd. And Jesus said, I'm the good shepherd. And what does the good shepherd say? What does Jesus say about the good shepherd? He lays down his life in the opening. Oh, that's not exactly how he says it. What does he say? He lays down his life for the sheep. Verse 11, John chapter 10, verse 11. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. I lay down my life for the sheep. When Jesus says he's the gate, he's saying, I'm here to be the most vulnerable part in the wall. I'm here to take care of that most vulnerable part in the wall. And when there are things that come into your life that challenge you, when there are things that come into your life that tempt you, when there are things that come into your life that want to uh, trip you up, when there are things that come into your life that want to kill, steal, and destroy. Because you are vulnerable. Jesus comes along and he says, I am the gate. And I lay down my life in the opening. Now, Jesus describes as he's, how you doing, Cody? Good, hang in there, man. Uh, Jesus describes what happens and why we need a gate. Why do, we, why do we need a wall? Why do we need a pen? Why do we need someone to stand in this or to lie down in this vulnerable spot in the wall? Why does that happen? He says, because thieves and robbers are out there. And he's telling the story to the Pharisees. They're scratching their head. Oh, we don't really know what you're talking about. He says, there are thieves and robbers, and the thief comes only to kill and to steal and to destroy. I could deliver a really popular talk today if I would tell you the identity of that thief. If I told you the identity of the thief was a political party, some of you would go, yeah, I knew it. Some of you in the other political party would go, I knew it was them. And I'd give you a really, really popular talk if I were to identify the thief as one of those parties. I'd give you a really popular talk today. It'd go viral if I just identified the thief with some political ideology. 
And those of you who hold, who hold an opposite ideology, you go, yeah, 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 right on. I could give you a really popular talk today if I said the thief is hatred and fear. But let me tell you this. The thief who comes opposed to Jesus these days has made a killing these days on hatred and fear. Jesus is using a figure of speech. He's not talking about city gates. He's talking about sheep gates, but he's not even talking about sheep. It's a figure of speech. He's talking about us. He's talking about all of us who choose to be followers of him. And he says, you're going to be challenged by a thief and a robber, and they're going to climb over the walls if they can. But I'm going to lay my life down in front of them for you. See, sometimes as sheep, we get all focused on the thief and the robber. We want to know who they are. We want to know what they're doing. We want, to, we want to defend ourselves from them. You are defenseless against the enemy of your soul. It's why you have a shepherd. Because you need a shepherd who will be the protector of your soul. When sheep look to the thieves and robbers and predators that are coming over the wall and they try and defend themselves, they lose every time. The only way to protect yourselves from the thieves and robbers and predators that come into the pen are to get close to the shepherd. Get yourself in there snuggled up next to the shepherd because he's the gate. And he knows we're vulnerable. And he says, I want to provide life for you. Jesus says, when you come to me, you will go in and out and find pasture. You know what in and out is? Well, besides, besides a burger place, you know what in and out is? Freedom. The freedom to pass through that opening in the wall, that's life. That's the ability to go in and out. That's freedom. He says, you'll go in, you'll go out, and then he says, and you'll find pasture. You know what pasture is? Life. It's life. If you can't get to the pasture, you can't live. If Jesus is your gate, you have free access to the pasture every day. Your assignment as a sheep is to stay close to the shepherd. His assignment is to give you freedom and life. Nice hand for Cody, please. Cody, go ahead and take a seat with your parasol. Let's pray together, you guys. Father in heaven, thank you for Jesus. We're gathered on this hillside lawn today, or we're gathered in our, the comfort of our air-conditioned homes, or wherever we are, and we're here because of Jesus, Father, and I'm grateful to you for Jesus. I'm grateful, Lord, that he takes this vulnerable position. It's beyond my comprehension that he takes this position, but he does. And Lord, I'm surrounded by friends here on this hillside and people that are watching online. And we came together because we love Jesus. And so thank you for what he does for us. 
Father, I pray for grace and capacity and power to be able to humble ourselves enough to say, Jesus, I'm going to trust you with my life. I'm going to trust you with my freedom, eternal freedom, eternal life that exists now. Lord, lead us in those things. Give us those things. Thank you for Jesus. Lord, we love you. Amen.